يوميا هناك حراسات في كافة أنحاء ومفاصل وتخوم المخيم خشية من تسلل قوات خاصة إلى هذه المناطق وإلى مخيم جنين لملاحقة مقاومين ومقاتلين داخل المخيم الشباب الفلسطيني فقد الأمل نتيجة العملية السياسية على مدار ثلاثون عاماً شو تفسيرك أن الموجة الحالية من العمل المسلح يسودها شباب صغير في السن معظمه في العشرينات يعني هي ليست موجة هي حق طبيعي للشباب الفلسطيني في تقرير مصيره بكافة إمكانيات المقاومة وكافة أساليب المقاومة الشباب الفلسطيني اليوم يذهب للموت يظن ظنا منه أنه يذهب للراحة Support for violence uh, is support for armed struggle. And the youth tend to believe that diplomacy is futile and that the Israelis understand nothing but the language of force. In the West Bank, this was not always the case. The youth discontent is driven to a large extent by one, the lack of legitimacy that they see in the political system without elections since 2006. So we have a president who for the last 14 years has been ruling without electoral legitimacy. Our political system is largely authoritarian. It is largely a one-man show. In theory, we have a constitution, but in reality, we are not observing our constitution. These are things that the youth expect. And when they look around, they find that things, in fact, are worsening rather than improving. يعني انها كانت صدمه انه كان الفرق بالعاده بيكون بين الشبيبه وحماس مقعدين ثلاث المره لا كان عشرة كانت النتائج بفوز الكتله الاسلاميه ب 28 مقعد الكتله الاسلاميه بال 28 مقعد اعطاها التاهيل بانها تقود مجلس الطلبه غير عادي طبعا يعني غير احنا شفنا انه التصويت كان بس بيلعب على الوتر وعلى العاطفه خصوصا بالدعايه الانتخابيه كانت فكان الاشي انه انا ما بحب هدول فرح اصوت لهدول عشان اكسر هدول 
بصراحة الحرية في التعبير عن رأيي السياسي هو عبارة عن شبه معدوم أصبحت مطاردا للاحتلال أصبحت مطاردا للأجهزة الأمنية واختطفت من قبل اعتقالا سياسيا مية بالمية لا فيش حرية هون الكل بتنحسب علينا نزار بنات يوم تمستشهد على أيدي السلطة الفلسطينية طلعنا مظاهرات عند وار منارة تعرضنا للقمع لأن خلينا نحكي إن إحنا الشعب زهق من السلطة اللي بتتعامل معاه يعني من اعتقال سياسي من ضرائب من, من قتل من طمس حرية التعبير عن الرأي حماس مصنفة في الخارج لمعظم الدول كإرهابية ومنظمة خطرة فهل هذا رح يعمل لك أي قلق بالنسبة لطريقة أدائهم وإدارتهم للبلد؟ بشكل طبيعي كثير من الأحزاب السياسية الموجودة في فلسطين تصنف إرهابيا يعني إذا الناس شايفة أن حماس هي الأفضل أو هي اللي بتمثل فكره وبتمثل الشعب فراح تختار حماس ومش راح نعيش يعني ضمن فتح او حماس فمثل ما حكينا راح يكون في حل ثالث يرد كل الشعب الفلسطيني عن طريق الفصائل I started with photography because I was going through depression and um, I didn't want to leave the house. One day I just took my sister's camera and I started taking photos of myself. And now if, when I think about it, I think I just wanted to create a reality that is different to the one that, I'm, that I was living in. And that and photography allowed me, and this is why you see like a lot of my self-portraits are very you know performative, and there's a performance, and 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 I enjoy that. And then I understood that I need to also to tell other people's stories, not only mine. And so I started also doing documentary photography. I don't think we have the luxury of of saying that anything we do, art or otherwise, is not political. Uh, because we exist in a very, very precarious kind of situation as individuals and as collectives. And so anything we do, anything we produce is, um, is the byproduct of, of the ecology in which we exist. So this project is about uh, Palestinian women who gave birth on Israeli checkpoints. And so I usually shot the checkpoint and then I shot something that the mother had kept that belonged to the baby. Maybe a piece of clothes, maybe um, like a death certificate, whatever they could find in relation to that day. I have to think twice before saying something or posting something online. I know that uh, everything has repercussions and I don't feel I have the freedom of self-expression in, in, in the political sphere. Our basic rights are violated from the occupation forces. So why are we also experiencing 
a similar violence from what is supposed to be our own leadership. I'm not recognized as part of the Palestinian system uh, in the West Bank. Uh, I, I'm not supposed to vote. Actually, according to Israeli law, I'm not even supposed to be here. You're talking about a system where uh, the community in Jerusalem is unable to participate. You're talking about a system that doesn't allow refugees to participate in the policy making. Um, and no, it's, it's, it's a form of governance that is, is there to repress. It's not even democratically elected. I mean, there, there is no processes for representation that are real. I mean, We tried to count how many gas canisters were shot only in this area in one Friday, which are the days we um, demonstrate in and protest in. And we counted over 1,500 tear gas canisters like these ones. I started journalism at the age of seven when I realized that there weren't enough journalists covering what's happening in Nabi Saleh since um, I, I've been living in Nabi Saleh my whole life and I was born into an activist family. All of our laws, everything that gets passed has to go through um, the Israeli occupation to come to us. As Palestinians living under abnormal conditions, under occupation, under an apartheid system, we cannot think that we can actually establish uh, a well-representative government of us and of our interests. I mean, the Palestinian um, feminist issue has been there for decades. So I wouldn't say it's something that only rose in the past couple of years, but it is something that has been more brought into our view, I think. It's something extremely hard, you know, we get attacked by uh, the society, we get attacked by the systems themselves, because as a female who chooses to resist, I'm not only resisting the occupation, I'm resisting the patriarchy by speaking up. Support for the two-state solution 
has been declining significantly to where it is now, which is uh, slightly a quarter of the Palestinians. Uh, when 10 years ago the support was either in the upper 30s or the lower 40s. The very cliche two-state solution Western made without looking at that real situation. The two-state solution is really, uh, it's a corpse of a political project that is usually used as a fig leaf for the continued oppression of Palestinians day, day in and day out. Um, it's not about a state, if you ask me. Because a five-year-old can take a look at the map and tell you that this doesn't work. الكفاح المصلح نحن لن نتخلى عنه ولم نتخلى عنه في حركة فتح لأنه هو السبيل الوحيد لتحرير أرضنا. هذا الاحتلال لا يفهم إلا لغة القوة. If you go to my parents' generation, they fully supported it. They fought for it. They resisted for it, and they dedicated their whole lives for it. But what we want is to not be treated as second-class citizens. We want our full rights under a fully just system. I live in Nabi Saleh, which is 30 minutes away from Yaffa and Tel Aviv, and I can see the Mediterranean Sea from the rooftop of my house, but I've never been there because I'm a Palestinian. I'm tired of, of these questions of, like, what do you hope for? What is happening? No, 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 no. They all ring the same to me. And they've been asked for so many years, and they've not brought change. And I think it's time to change the questions. I don't, I don't think that it's a question of a solution uh, at that. I think that we really, as Palestinians, should be brave enough to propose new ways of governance, to propose new ways of being that are not they're not limited to 19th century uh, notions of statehood. Because this just feeds again into the same loop that we've been going through for so many years. Yani it's not going to change anything. And it's not even expanding anybody's horizon. Go to films from 20 and 30 years ago. What do you hope for? We all hope for the same thing, to liberate Palestine. But what does that really mean? And what does the question really mean? What do you hope for? I can hope for many things, <laughs> you know?